0: Welcome to the Jaor Podcast, a series of conversations between writer-director Rika O'Hara, myself, composer John O'Podmore, and members of the team drawn together to create a feature film based on Lord Byron's epic poem. Today, we're going to have a conversation with Charles Lane, actor, professional singer at the LA Opera, the LA Master Chorale, Hollywood session singer, and cathedral cantor at LA Cathedral. He's been working with Rika right from the beginning of the whole concept of the Jaor as a film. In the film, Charles will be playing the pivotal role of Baba, the harem guard. At what point did the the whole discussion begin about um, turning this poem into first first an opera before a, a screenplay, wasn't it?
1: I'd been a part of Rika's filmmaking uh, twice before. We did. I did a. I played a character. And what was the first film that we worked on, Rika?
2: Yes, that was a Heart of No Place.
1: Heart of No Place. That was the first time that Rika. Uh, and I worked on a film of hers.
2: Wait, wait, no! Even before films, Charles has been my muse for thirty years, since nineteen ninety. And a lot of my ideas would coalesce around Charles' persona.
0: So, so you would say that the 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 character that you developed of Baba in the script is actually related to to Charles personally.
1: Well,
2: it seemed it seems to make sense in a way. Well, yes, it just seemed natural because Charles is such a caring, nurturing person who, in his own words, is good at raising things, puppies, tomatoes, and eyebrows. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this curse is the best-known part of the poem, and. Uh, In the poem, the curse is spoken by a third party who is completely unknown to us up to that point. And his only qualification to curse Hassan's killer is that he's a Muslim. I thought this power to curse should come from love. And this person who curses the murderer should know both Hassan and his killer. And this is where the harem guard idea came in because... Harem was where the Ottoman family life happened. It was a domain of women and children.
0: Here's Charles reading the curse from the Jaw, as it will appear in the film. But thou, false infidel, shall
3: writhe beneath avenging Monkir's scythe, and from its torment scape alone to wander round lost Ablis throne. And fire unquenched, unquenchable, around within thy heart shall dwell, Nor ear can hear, nor tongue can tell the tortures of that inward hell. But first on earth as vampires sent, thy course shall from its tomb be rent, then ghastly haunt thy native place. And suck the blood of all thy race. There from thy daughter, sister, wife, At midnight drain the stream of life. Yet loathe the banquet which perforce Must feed thy livid living course. Thy victims, ere they yet expire, Shall know the demon for their sire. As cursing thee, thou cursing them, Thy flowers are withered on the stem. But one that for thy crime must fall, The youngest, most beloved of all, Shall bless thee with a Father's name, That word shall wrap thy heart in flame. Yet thou end thy task, and mark her cheek's last tinge, her eyes last spark, and the last glassy glance must view, which freezes o'er its lifeless blue. Then with unhallowed hand shall tear the tresses of her yellow hair, of which in life A lock when shorn, Affection's fondest pledge was worn, But now is borne away by thee, Memorial of thine agony. wet with thine own best blood shall drip Thy gnashing tooth and haggard lip, Then stalking to thy sullen grave, Go. With ghouls and afrits Rave Till these in horror Shrink away From spectre More accursed Than they
1: I don't remember exactly when Rika introduced me to the Byron poem because I know that she had an interest in vampires that went back a long time in her work. And of course, I had known uh, Byron's um, work and knew a little bit about his personal life. And so it interested me. And what also interested me was this, was this name, Baba, because it kept popping up in various forms, you know. And the one that I remembered most was um, the character in Igor Stravinsky's opera, The Rake's Progress. There's this very bizarre character uh, named Baba the Turk. And Baba the Turk is actually a female role it's a woman with a long mustache. So she was kind of this exotic, bizarre
0: character. In the Turkish language, Baba means father. So my father is Babam, your father is Baban. Um, and I mean, it's it's interesting in, in your description of the character of Baba. Baba is the Nubian eunuch chief guard of Hassan's father's harem. He became Hassan's surrogate mother at Hassan's mother's death. So there's this this kind of um, strong link to Baba being a father, a mother, a parent to a very powerful person in the society. And um, I was just wondering about the links between uh, Ottoman slavery and American slavery, because it's a, it's a it's a a, a a common role that you see in in both systems. Yeah, totally.
1: Jono, yeah. Although in, in American slavery, we did have what, were, what was called house slaves, which is to say that they weren't the slaves who were out in the fields doing the grunt work in the sun, but they were indoors. They were raising the children. They were cooking the food. They were hosting parties. So they had to have some sophistication And they had to have some style and some knowledge, right? And in a way, I think Baba, in our context, has a similar function. That he is allowed to be uh, among the ruling class that he has a very important role, that he still is property of the family, but because of his experience and expertise and the, his style over the years. You know, sometimes, sometimes the, the, the slaves uh, had more style than the people they worked for because just like in British society, Jono, they were privy... To all of the underbelly. I mean, they knew everybody's secrets. They knew how, you know, they could tell the difference between uh, someone who was very refined and someone who was faking it just because of their close association. Um, And so, in a way, Baba functions like that in the context of of Rika's film.
0: It it reminds me, actually, when you refer to British society, it reminds me a little bit of... uh... Jeeves and Wooster. do you know these stories? Yeah. Woodhouse? Yes, P.G. Woodhouse, yeah. where you have yeah. I mean, look, idiotic, privileged it's guy. It's true,
1: too. I mean, if you take something like Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro, that's why that opera was so controversial at the time, because it was the servants who actually ran the, the castle. The Count was dependent
2: upon the servants to know things. Yeah, yeah. To begin with, Baba was extremely valuable. A eunuch should have cost as much as a two-story house in a busy port town because the brutality of eunuch trade was that 90% of the boys kidnapped and castrated died. So to make the trade profitable uh, with the surgeries performed at a Coptic monastery in Egypt because castration of the humans was prohibited in Quran, you had to price them accordingly.
0: There's a whole thread, of course, with Baba, that uh, in your script of the Ja'or, it's Baba who curses Laertes. And um, consequently, Baba has supernatural powers. What is the story, what is the background to these supernatural powers? And is it Islamic? Is it African? Is it Nubian? Is it something more fundamental?
1: I suspect that there is some link to Nubian Yoruba or some, you know, some sort of connections with certain African religions because so much is based on the natural world, right? And one's ancestors and trying to stay connected to one's ancestors and relying on the natural world, like, you know, why does it, why do we have thunder? And so in trying to understand all that, people were open to the idea that there was another level of reality that we have to be in tune with uh, to survive. And so, the, you know, I mean, you, you see it in, in Haiti and in Cuba and, you know, all these Caribbean islands where people still believe in potions and deities and, and all that. And so um, I think that that, in a sense, that's not too far-fetched for Baba
2: to have the uh, p- power of curse. Well, not, not at all, because uh, uh, that's what the Muslims believe, too, that uh, uh, jinn...
0: Oh uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which is the, the origin of the English
1: word genie isn't it? I still believe in magic. I still believe in magic and I believe in people that there's certain people that have a connection to um, otherworldly thinking that they can predict the future and all that stuff. It's not necessarily in a specific literal way. But I think that it's important for me personally
0: to be open to the idea that this is possible. Well, creativity is a form of magic. You know, you when you when you're being creative, when you're writing a piece of music, when you're uh, writing a script, you're creating something out of nothing, which is you know at the heart of, of of magical thinking, isn't it? You know, you're you're stepping into the impossible in a way.
1: And I think also that's why we're interested in things like witchcraft and vampires. Uh, mm. you know because there is something mysterious about them and it also kind of relates to this idea of, of barbarians as being the other as being something foreign that we don't understand I mean all of that all of this is what made for me the character of Baba a really interesting and complex one because in a sense Baba is like in the middle Everything revolves around Baba in a way, Mm -hmm. because Baba is open to this idea of magic. Of course he can put on a curse. He's also discreet, right? I mean, this is one of the reasons why that gives him power, because he has access to people's private lives, the things that they don't want anybody else to know.
0: I mean, the most most significant expression of that aspect of the character is that he... Uh, is with Hassan when they put Layla's body in the carpet and throw her overboard and put her in the in the in the sea. Mm-hmm. So that's again, you know. So he he is right at the heart of all the major events in the whole story, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course, also he's the one. He was the one who could be trusted with taking care of the harem. I mean, that's the really. You really know people's lies when you run a harem. You know who's coming and going.
2: Well, when Baba talks to Yolaitis for the first time, this is what he says. My name's Baba, and it means father or chief because I'm in charge. I
1: think he also is always aware, however, that he is a servant. He knows his place, which which is why he has longevity. He worked for... You know, the father and the father before. And, you know, I have respect for for longevity, for people who survive for a long time doing something. One of my favorite things is someone asked Yves Saint Laurent, the French fashion designer, if he had any advice for young designers. And he said, the thing is to last. If you can figure that one out how to last. And Baba has figured that out. You know, Baba has generations behind him. And so I think that also gives him a kind of power and influence. And also the fact the fact that, that I am a singer, um, there is something related to music and, as you say, Jono, the creativity and magic. And... Baba can sing all of those incantations and curses, you know? And part of my life as a professional singer is is a church musician. And I have sung for years in, I mean, you you name it, in Catholic churches and Protestant churches and Jewish temples. And when it's time for the music to happen, I mean, that's really where the stuff is. The sermons are important, the rituals are important, but the music is where people are moved, where you can take someone from being a non-believer and make the most cynical person a believer because the music has some power, you know? And so I think that Baba being able to sing the incantations gives him an extra something that that nobody
0: else has it gives him gives him the, the power to make direct emotional contact that's right with yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
2: baba means father in most of asia except in japan and russia where it means an old woman
0: <laughs> right yes baba yaga's hut is about an old lady isn't it that's the, yeah, yeah yeah
2: although old ladies have they have their
0: own they have their own power too Oh,
2: absolutely, yes. Oh, yes. Power is what connects us.
0: Well, I mean, where I grew up, I mean, Liverpool is a very matriarchal society. And, you know, famously, all the most dangerous and brutal pubs were all run by women. And all Uh these big, hard men would always doff their cap to the the woman that ran the place. She was the boss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say that generally speaking, black American families are matriarchal. They ran the church and, uh, you know, all that.
0: Liverpool, of course, has a a matriarchal uh, quality because so many of the men were away at sea on the ships, so the women would be at home on their own. Do you think uh, um, black American society is more matriarchal because of the disturbance to family structure of slavery?
1: I think that's, yeah, of, of course that, and also because the men were more vulnerable, than the women. The women were, they were, the men, the women reproduced, right? So you needed women to bear children. But the men were kind of dispensable. You know, you could replace them quite easily with another younger man. And so, and and, you know, how often do we hear from black uh, artists or whomever, people giving credit to their grandmothers for, you know, raising them or for bringing them up, I mean, that's a a major theme that you often uh, hear from people, black people saying, well, you know, it's my grandmother.
2: You have been listening to the GearWool podcast by the creators of the feature film based on Lord Byron's 1813 best-selling poem. I am the writer-director, Rika
0: O'Hara, and I'm composer, John Podmore. Rika has been joining us from Los Angeles while I'm here in London. Thank you again for listening and look out for the next episode of the Jaor Podcast.